Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. We're the hosts of the Places Where We Go podcast. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Today is the first of two episodes devoted to our exploration of the Cardiff City Center. It's also our first episode where we get into reviewing a place that we've traveled to, which is the premise of this podcast. So let's head off together to Cardiff, Wales. So Julie, why would somebody want to go to Cardiff, Wales? Well, you would think that it would be an area, since it is a very happening city, that uh, travelers and tourists would want to go to. It seems that in America, it's not something that you hear about a lot. As a matter of fact, when we went there, we did not hear a lot of American accents. Yeah, we kept our ears open for as we were walking down the street. How many other Americans do we hear? Remind me if I remember this wrong, but I think during the entire time in the Cardiff area, we did not hear a single person that sounded like they were from the States. Not one single person. We did later on in the trip after we left Cardiff. Yeah. But it was not one single American accent that we heard. Yeah. When we got back, I ended up doing some Googling about how popular is Cardiff even as a tourist destination. And the stats that I pulled up from 2018 for tourism in the UK basically said that for every 100 people that travel to London, 1.7 travel to Cardiff. So all of you people who are going to the UK, you're all going to London. (laughs) and you're not thinking about Cardiff. We're going to tell you about Cardiff because it is a very, very nice city to go to. Yeah, we could have spent a lot more time there. I think about some other places that we did go to, like Bath, which I know is also a popular tourist space. I felt like after a couple of days of Bath, like I had enough of Bath. We kind of saw what we were going to see there. And and in Cardiff, we felt like we could stay longer. Yeah, we did. We were there for four days. And we, we we have a list of things that if we were there for longer that we would have liked to see. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit an introduction about Cardiff. In general, Cardiff, Wales is quite an old city. It is a Welsh city, um, but you wouldn't know that because the uh, Welsh language is not spoken very much in Wales any longer in, in the Cardiff area. They estimate about 10% of the Welsh still speak that language. You get a lot of different dialects, though. Hmm. You're hearing all kinds of different dialects, and I think that's what was hard for us because we would hear people speaking and not quite know where if it was Welsh or if it was just a strong British accent. We weren't sure. Among the things about Cardiff, it is, for starters, it's the capital of Wales. It's also the largest city in all of Wales. But it's the smallest capital in all of Europe. You've got about a half a million people who live in the wider Cardiff area. As a tourist destination, you've got roughly 21 million people who go there every year. Based on our experience, not many of them seem seem to be from America. 
I'd recommend to at least, you know, give it some thought if you are planning to go to the UK. One of the things to consider is even if you're going to London, it's a fairly quick train ride. So if you want, if right. you're going to spend a few days in London, you can hop on a train in the morning. You can be in Cardiff before lunch and either spend the day there. You can spend a couple of days there. And again, we're going to talk about several things that you might find of interest to do once you do get there. Once you get there, I mean, the general impression that I got of Cardiff was really not what I expected. I mentioned that it was a very old, ancient city, but it didn't feel that way. It felt kind of modern. And when I kind of looked into it a little bit more, I realized that World War II had hit Cardiff Hmm. and a lot of the buildings had been destroyed. So they had to rebuild. So much of the growth uh, in Cardiff started in the 20th century itself. So it looked a little more modernized to me than the old city that I expected. Yeah, given some of the other travels that we've had in Europe, there's places that we've been to where you definitely have that old flavor. You know, the buildings are old, the streets are cobblestone, and I don't even know what I expected before we got to Cardiff. I think I probably thought it was going to be somewhat of that standard European old flavor that we've seen in other cities but yeah i had the same impression it was especially in the city center it felt like there was more modern elements than the old elements there were some old things like like you know you've got a castle there some old buildings but you've got in the midst of all of that modern retail stores shopping centers and in terms of the overall mix much more of the modern than the old so just uh they are known for their arcades though in cardiff so they're an arcade from what we found out, you would think, you know, in America, you hear like pinball, pinball machines. You, you think you're ping, 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 and kids playing all over the place. No, that's not an arcade in Wales, in Cardiff. Uh, it's actually a covered shopping area. So it has a long corridor and shopping cent- areas on both sides, whether it's clothing or, you know, whatever the merchandise may be. And it's covered. It's a great place to get out of the rain, which we ended up doing because when we arrived in Cardiff, it was raining, which is something that we expected. And we'll, we'll talk about more about how we prepared for that. We came across some fun facts about the city of Cardiff. So we thought we'd share some of those things with you. Cardiff is known as the green space capital of the United Kingdom. It has more green space per person than any other core city in the United Kingdom, more than Manchester, more than London, more than Liverpool. So if you like your green spaces, you're going to find plenty of that in Cardiff. It's also the city of castles. So we did visit a couple of the castles that were within Cardiff Central itself, but there's many other castles that are outside of Cardiff that were within an hour of the city center itself. An example of that would actually be the Cardiff Castle right within the city center. Um, St. Fagan's Castle, which there's a St. Fagan's Museum that we had visited, and it is in that same area. We did go to that, and we'll talk about that later also in another episode. And the Coke Castle, which is C-O-C-H, Coke Castle, which we actually heard about when we were dining one night. And it is known as the fairy tale castle. And it is a, a refurbished castle. So some castles are ruins and some castles are refurbished. We experienced both of those. Cardiff is a refurbished castle. It's beautiful. 
you know, when you go on the inside, everything, it kind of looks Harry Potter-ish. Cardiff is also the birthplace of several famous authors. So one of my favorites from the time I was a kid, and I think an author that most everybody, at least in, in the States and in the UK, is familiar with, is Mr. Roald Dahl. You may know Roald Dahl as the author of such famous books as James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda and the BFG, amongst others. So he was, again, born in, in Cardiff. He sold over 250 million books worldwide. Yes, and honey, what does BFG stand for? Sorry, I got this wrong. <laughs> so you got this very wrong Yeah, we were day. We were in Eng England, standing in front of a cathedral, killing some time. And for some reason, we were talking about Roald Dahl, and I mentioned that he wrote the BFG, and I don't know if I said big freaking giant or yes, something you like did. that. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. So that's what, what it stands for, and this lady turns around in front Both of us. Both of them. This couple turns around. Uh, she says it's the big friendly giant, which I think that's what the BFG is. Yes. Anyways, yes. it's a great book. I've, yes. I've listened to it on Audible. Yes. So. And and it was it was really fun to um, interact with uh, you know even though they were kind of overhearing our conversation, but you know they they turned around and they interact and we had a really great conversation after that and it it, it was a uh, it was fun because from what I understood they knew a lot about Roald Dahl because they had some kind of interaction with them. So mm -hmm. that was kind of fun. Yeah, so that's neat. And in addition to Roald Dahl, one other author that apparently is very famous from Wales, I'm not that familiar with his works, but I have seen actually a, a week ago, I saw somebody holding a book and I no noticed that this guy's name was, was on the cover, a gentleman by the name of Ken Follett. So he's a Welsh author of thrillers and historical novels, and he's also sold over 160 million copies so if you like books, you know, there's, uh, there's a few famous people who came from this, this city. Hey, so let, let's talk about how one might get to Cardiff. So I already mentioned that if you happen to be in England already anyways, one of the ways you're going to get there is you hop on a train. And if you're in London, again, it's a couple hours, you're going to find yourself in Cardiff. If you're like us, our destination was Cardiff, and we found that, you know, if you want to fly from the Los Angeles area to Cardiff, you're not going to find a direct flight, or at least we didn't. So it turned out that I believe the hub airport that you're going to fly into is Amsterdam, Amsterdam yeah. or at least it was for us. To get there by air, you're probably going to find yourself in a hub city. Then you're going to take a, a small plane to get yourself from a place like Amsterdam into Cardiff. And then once you're at the Cardiff airport, we ended up taking a fairly short bus ride on the T9 bus. Yeah, and that was right outside the airport, so that was real convenient too. Yeah, so we got picked up there fairly short bus ride and I don't remember exactly where we got let off I just know it was somewhere on the south side of the city center probably somewhere close to the train station because yeah, when yeah. we first started walking that's like the the first memories that that, that that I had so so that is how one might get to the general area of Cardiff and once you get there what is there to do there are uh, many things you can do in Cardiff. We had first, now remember it was raining when we got there. So we had taken our backpack covers, the rain gear, and put it over our backpacks. We had our rain 
jackets on with the hood so we were protected and we started walking in the rain we did find an arcade to go into and kind of cover from that but the best place that we got coverage from the rain was the central market Mm -hmm. so it's a it's two stories and as you walk in there was a, a a fish market and they had all kinds of unique fish things that i hadn't seen for a long time actually the fish looked fantastic it looked fresh Mm -hmm. the seafood looked really fresh they had some seafood that i don't think i've ever seen before phenomenal variety it was wonderful yeah um they weren't throwing the fish but you know Mm. not like not like like, no not like seattle the cardiff central market is right in the heart of the city center so when you're walking through the city it's fairly difficult to miss it it's right adjacent to St. John the Baptist Church. Again, it's you know two stories of food vendors. You've got stores selling various you know retail type goods. And if you happen to be a music fan, upstairs is Kelly's Record Store, which is said to be the oldest secondhand record store in the United Kingdom. So th- this place took up a good chunk of, the, of that second floor and there was lots of vinyl records. Um, unfortunately for for me, is we packed real light. We packed only with backpacks, so there was no room to do uh, to bring back any vinyl records from Cardiff. So as a result, I didn't spend too much time browsing the uh, the bins up there. But if you are a fan of music, know that that location is there. That's an area of interest. As is, um, and we found this out after we left. Fairly close by is a place called Spiller's Record Store, and that place in Cardiff, Wales, is said to be the oldest record store in the entire world. It's been open since 1894 when they used to sell wax cylinders for for the phonograph, which was the new invention in the late 1890s. It's in the Morgan Arcade. So if you're a vinyl record nut, Cardiff should be on your map because you've got some historic record stores in the heart of the city to see. Yeah, but make sure you have plenty of packing space. for, Or you can get it shipped if you if you need to. All right, and you mentioned the Parish Church of St. John the Baptist, which is right adjacent to the Central Market. We did go in, into this church. It was very old. It was uh, To me, it was like the oldest part of that whole city center area. And they did say that it was first mentioned in church records as far back as 1180. So very old. It had a very old look to it. And it was actually part of the estate of the monks of Tewkesbury Abbey. So it was originally part of an abbey. And I'm sure that over time things were destroyed or and sold off, especially during the Reformation time. Yeah. So I would recommend, like, even if you're not religious, I always find it interesting to go into churches, especially ones that have been around for so long, because you can get a sense of what the history was once upon a time when these buildings were first built. When we first ap- approached this church, there was a small graveyard in the front, mm-hmm. and I always find it interesting to take a look at some of the tombstones and see how old they are, you know, what are the names on there. This one, if my memory serves me correct, I think a lot of the stones were so old that the names were illegible anymore, so you couldn't really make out too many of them. Yeah, yeah. they were they were pretty broken up, too. There was a lot of broken stones, so it's not a, a cemetery that was kept up. We did see some that dated back 
into the 18th century, but that's about as old as I saw. There's also an old pipe organ in the church as well, which you can take a look at. The church does offer concerts of the organ once a month. I'm not sure if that's during the entire year. When we were there, at least during the summertime, that was the schedule. So if you do like to enjoy music in that kind of environment, know that that's going to be one of your options in in the city of, of Cardiff. So you may want to check out the city parish of St. John the Baptist Church. Also nearby, so while we're talking about churches, we can also mention we also took a walk to St. David's Cathedral. So that's a few blocks to the east, I believe, of St. John the Baptist Church. So this is the the Roman Catholic Cathedral that's in the heart of Cardiff. So we... um, This is one of the buildings that got hit by bombing in World World War II. And apparently the roof was just destroyed. So this was one that has been rebuilt. It does have that look, you know, of being restored and rebuilt. And it is a working church. Yeah. So this is one when you approach it, I mean, it looks from the outside like it's been there for several hundred years. It has that mm-hmm. kind of that old churchy look from the outside. When we went on the inside, though, however, you know, I got to say it, it didn't exude that same old history for me on the inside. Mm-hmm. It just seemed kind of like like a, a typical modern church. Again, it does have that. Um, so it, it has the distinction of being a cathedral. It was all. It also happened for us to be another good place to take shelter from the rain because as yeah. we were walking around the city center for the first day, it was raining and and so the pretty thing, much continuously. Yeah, the thing that I found inter- interesting is during the time that we were in Cardiff in the city center, we had seen the city center all the way from on the first day that we landed there when it was raining. There was almost nobody out on the streets walking it was empty versus when we got to the weekend there especially i think about saturday night no rain it was wall-to-wall people it was incredibly packed and loud rambunctious yeah and some people love that yeah and it got Yeah. yeah you had people who had several pints probably in them yeah. it got at some point a little bit to where you probably have to be you know cautious of your surroundings it felt like to me yeah no, but no, in no. any big city you have to be cautious yeah. of, of what's going on around yeah you. and i would say probably not from a danger way but just from the kind of you know caution you want to have when you're around a lot of people who have had a few pints too many the other um thing we kind of peeked into was the national museum we did. You and I both kind of had the impression that it would be uh, uh, something that was centered around Wales and the Welsh history and, and have those kind of displays that depict that. But it wasn't. It was it was kind of more an art museum. And one of the artists that standed out for that particular moment that we were there was a, a man named David Nash. He particularly works with wood, apparently, and makes kind of abstract wood design some of it depicts actual figures some of it is very abstract and i'm not sure what it meant for him um it didn't really explain that but it was interesting because it was wood and i could see what kind of artistry was involved in in putting that together there was quite a few of them too there was a couple rooms of them right there was a lot they were all throughout various parts of the museum we also ended up seeing some of his sculptures in other places that we visited during our trip i think 
Yeah. I don't know if St. Fagan's Museum had, yes, had some of yes, them as well, too. Yeah, so apparently he was the artist of the month or something. When, when yeah, we so by the, by the time anybody hears this, his exhibit at that museum will probably be, be, cha- different, be, yeah, be, be, be done. Yeah. But he is one of the UK's most important artists is what, what I had read about. So I suspect that you're going to run into his work during your travels throughout the UK. I think that's very likely. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So when we went to this museum, I was expecting to see exhibits that were specific to Wales. And I just remember when we walked through the door, one of the first, we walked up the stairs, there was an exhibit to the right. I walked in there. And the first thing that I'm seeing is the same stuff that I see in any natural history museum. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing rocks, I'm seeing moon stuff, yeah. I'm seeing gold rocks, this kind of rock, that kind of rock, but I'm, I wasn't getting a sense of whales. Mm-hmm. And then I think we peeked in another room and it was like art, but it wasn't yeah. from whales. And I probably didn't give the museum a fair shake myself just because I had a totally different expectation. And, and I think my when I got in there, that expectation was deflated yeah. a little bit. If you like museums, if you like art museums and you enjoy just general history museums, it is a pretty good museum where you can spend some time. It was it, quite large. Yeah. And, and actually, I did enjoy the David Nash exhibits. They were interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of fun to walk around and look at those. Yeah. So the, the art collection, though, in this museum is said to be, it's one of the finest in all of Europe. They've got 500 years of paintings, drawings, sculptures, silver ceramics, and it's supposed to be one of the best collections of impressionistic art in all of Europe. So if art is of interest to you, and especially impressionistic art, then you're probably going to enjoy this museum. Yeah. And then, you know, that would be something that you'd want to put on your list of things to see when Speaking you're in Speaking of silver, Cardiff. didn't we see this gigantic silver display? It was some kind of centerpiece remember that i do remember that yes we took and pictures of it we took pictures of it why did we take pictures of it because the next day we were going to this place called raglan castle which we will speak about in another episode and on the centerpiece was a depiction of the important castles of wales and it was given to the prince of wales it had raglan castle on it so that was kind of exciting for us when, when we saw that yeah because we knew we were we were going there the next day yeah. again you know i had mentioned that i had this expectation there was that there was going to be stuff about Wales specifically in this museum when we first walked in and i didn't notice that i did find, find out later that there actually is a wing of the museum that talks about the evolution of Wales. apparently it's presented in the context of the archaeological history going from 4.600 million years ago from the dinosaurs and the woolly mammoths all the way up until today you know we didn't go to the exhibits that went through all that even reading the description again i think it's probably a little mix of natural history yeah kind of stuff but it's a museum you could spend a lot of time in if uh, you have that preference towards the art, the impressionistic art, and or you could just take little chunks of it. Yeah. So when we were doing our research for visiting Cardiff, this was one of the places that came up on the list of things to do and things to see. We went to do it. We went to see it. I'll just leave it for me that there was other things that we saw in Cardiff that I enjoyed more. But, you know, different strokes for different folks, you may think that the, the museum is phenomenal. So I don't want to discount it. It just 
th- yeah. there, there was other things that struck, struck me as, as more interesting. So other things in Cardiff City Center is if you like to browse shops, if you like to go shopping, you're going to enjoy taking a walk on Queen Street. So that's the main walkway in the center part of the city. It's a street that is closed to vehicle traffic. So you can walk through, you know, the entire street. It's just a pedestrian type of an area. As we mentioned earlier, you know, this is in part of the city that's got that modern feel. So you've got modern stores. You've got a ton of the arcades that we talked about. There's on the weekends, you've got, you know, street musicians performing in the street. In the middle of Queen Street, you've got this, what is a merry-go-round? Yeah. That, carousel that's a kind of a neat thing and then on the topic of shopping the other thing that you're going to run into just around queen street is a complex called saint david's center so this is the large shopping mall so you and i went in there you went uh trekking for some pandora i was looking for it was hard to find pandora there well we found pandora we found but, it. but you were looking for something specific oh that's true I have a Pandora bracelet, and it's my travel Pandora bracelet, and I wanted something that had whales on it. But I was being very specific, so it had it was the heart that said, I love whales, and they didn't have it. And then when I came back, um, I tried to get it from the internet and found out that it was not available in the States. Yeah. So we have to go back. We have to go back, because there's so much more to see. Yeah. One other thing that, that we came across in the middle of the city, so whenever you go to these types of bigger cities in Europe, you're going to come across a monument probably around every single corner that you turn, and Cardiff is no exception. You know, There's monuments of various famous people. But the very first one that we came across was this sculpture. It's called the Alliance Sculpture. When, when we walked up to it, I had no idea what it was called, but I, I do remember it was the first in the center of the city kind of art piece that we saw well and it was quite formidable we i mean we took a picture because it very it stood out yeah it kind of had like um it's very circular it was more of a circular d- dimension and in the middle of it was something that jutted out um across the middle of the circle and we had no idea what this was until we got back. Yeah, so I had looked this up for, I think because I was just doing some research on the pictures that we took. And the thing that, that's neat about this is, you know, if, if you're there, you may want to take a closer look at it. This piece of it that kind of jets out, it actually on the bottom end goes through the ground and this piece will move up and down with the tide. So as the tide moves up, this part of the sculpture moves up and you know vice versa so as you're looking at it as you, as you walk up to it you're not going to necessarily notice that in the particular moment that you're looking at it but it's one of these sculptures that if you approach it at 12 noon versus probably at seven o'clock at night the height of it is going to change it's and the reason it's going to change yes yeah. because you've got that piece of it that does touch the sea and you know the, one of the premises of the sculpture having been built it was built by an artist named jean bernard Mataille. i might be pronouncing that wrong but he talked about this piece being an organic clock that connects with the place with the people um, and that tidal movement within the sculpture was supposed to link the historic past of Cardiff with this with the sea, which mm. is a, a, an important historical element of, of the um, city of Cardiff. Yes. So two other things that we saw, and I think you've alluded to both of them already. That So if you're going to Cardiff, on the top of your list should also be a trip to Cardiff Castle. 
which you can't miss because it's right in the heart of the city. You're going you're gonna to find yourself walking straight up to it anyways. Yeah, and just outside of the city is St. Fagan's National Museum of History. If you're just listening to, to this and looking for things to do in Cardiff, those two I would put at the very top of, of, of your list. And there is one more place I'm going to mention in Cardiff City Center. We walked by it. We didn't spend time in it. And, and it's because the couple of times I think we walked by it, weather wasn't really appropriate for it. But it's Butte Park, which is the park area just in front of the Natural Museum. History Museum. Natural. Natural. I keep getting National History and Natural History messed up. But you've got the, this park area there. And so if you've got nice weather, that's probably going to be a great place to have a picnic. And if you've got time for a picnic, the thing that probably we'd recommend to do is grab something to eat at the Cardiff Central Market because you've got lots of food options there that you could take away with you. You know, get over to Butte Park and, you know, spend a, a nice picnic. Half an hour or so out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice park area and um, give you another experience of, of the city center. Okay, so we've talked about the things that we actually did within Cardiff and the experiences we had with them. But there are some things that we didn't do that might be of interest to anybody that's listening. One of the things that we kept passing several times was the Principality Stadium, which was formerly known as the Millennium Stadium. It is the second largest stadium in the world. Um, it has a retractable roof, and it actually twice has won the award for the best loo. I didn't loo. know they had that kind of a I'm word. Sorry, what's a loo? It's a toilet. Okay. <laughs> now I want to go see their loo. I'm sorry, Julie. There's an award for this? There is an award. Thank I you. was so shocked, but it made me want to go see it. So we have to go back to see their loo. Okay. Mostly it's the home for rugby, which is very, very popular sport in Wales. But it does have some Grand Prix racing and concerts and other events. So I would check, you know, whenever you're going, uh, I would kind of Google the stadium, the Principality Stadium, and see if there's anything going on that you'd be interested in. Yeah, and while we're talking about sports and if sports is something of, of interest to you, a few other places that you also might want to look at to see if there's something happening at these stadiums during your time in Cardiff. You've got Cardiff City Stadium, which is the home of Cardiff City football team and the Wales football team. You've got a place called Sophia Gardens, which is the home of the Glamorgan County Cricket Club. And if you're a hockey fan like us, there's the Viola Arena, which is the home to the Cardiff Devils. Yes, Cardiff does have an ice hockey team who play in the British Elite Ice Hockey League, which is the top tier of ice hockey in the United Kingdom. Yeah, and that's something that I think when we plan our next trip, I think we're going to actually get a sporting event in there somehow because hey, that's something that we love to do. We tried. Yeah, we tried. tried. We tried. Uh, we did mention Coke Castle, uh, which was recommended to us by a friendly diner when we were in Cardiff the first night, I believe. He mentioned it. It's like the fairy tale castle. So that's mm -hmm. something that you might be interested in seeing. It's a refurbished castle, and it's supposed to be quite beautiful. We ended up spending four days in Cardiff. We spent some of that time touring some of the places that we've talked about so far. We spent one day taking a trip just about an hour outside of the city, one day at St. Fagans. But I, even after four days, we could have spent several more days there. So in addition, Julie, to the places that you've mentioned, we didn't get a chance to go down to Cardiff Bay. 
Yeah. So there's, you know, you got shops and restaurants around there. You can take a boat tour in the Bay Area. So that's another thing you can do. In addition to Castle Cope, which you mentioned, there's K or Philly Castle. If you're a Castle fan, you've got several options in and around Cardiff. Mm -hmm. There's also, in the area of churches, Landaff Cathedral. This cathedral was founded by St. Tilo, who's the patron saint of Cardiff. So he founded the first church, which was Landaff Cathedral, and his tomb is there too. So that's, that's another thing that you can see. There's also in the town of Cardiff in the city center, there's the Museum of Cardiff, which is a, a, a small museum that talks about the history of the city itself. And that's something that you can see for free. You've also got, if you like walking tours, you can do what's called the Centenary Walk, which is a 2.3 mile route throughout the Cardiff city center. And it's going to take you through the various landmarks, various historic buildings. You can look up online you know, the information for that, and it's going to give you the route and what the buildings are that you're going to pass by. Always remember that the weather is unpredictable in uh, Cardiff. Plan for that. Yeah. So the nice thing about Cardiff is it's a nice hub that you can, you know, find a lodging in Cardiff. You can spend several days seeing things in the city center, but it's also close enough where you can, you know, hop on a train and go to a nearby town. Um, You can go to Berry Island, which is a another seaside town. You've also got places like Lantwit Major. You've got various things to see there. You've got Iron Age, Hill Forts, Tudor Buildings, Roman Villa, Medieval Grange. So um, it's another way to soak up, you know, some of what Wales has to offer. If you just, you know, hop on a train and, you know, a few minutes from Cardiff, you'll be in a, in a brand new place and have new areas to explore. Okay, so we've walked through nearly... 20 different things to do on a trip to Cardiff. This city has so much to offer. If you're thinking of traveling to the UK, give Cardiff a look. Next time, we'll continue our discussion about Cardiff and we'll talk you through places to eat, lodging, and our general tips for visiting the city. Until next time, happy travels. If you have any comments or info to share with us about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.